0: We talked the first week about how that healing, you must have revelation knowledge that healing belongs to you. Why? Because remember, you receive everything that God gave you and I by his grace. We receive it through faith. So we have to know, to be in faith, we have to know the will of God, right? Very simple. And then we went on to say last week, we talked about how important it is to have ears to hear, that everything comes from hearing God's word. We saw example after example how that they came to hear and to be healed in Jesus' ministry. Tonight, a third key that you have to understand, this is huge, you have to understand that you must renew your mind to the word of God to embrace the healing that God's provided for you, to embrace the divine health and the divine life that he has provided for you in his redemptive work, you have to renew your mind to this. It's so important. And so we're going to talk about our thoughts tonight. We're going to talk about how to renew our mind. And when I say renew our mind, we're talking about renovating our thinking. You have to renovate your mind. So like if, you know, when we came in here, we renovated this whole building. So it used to have what? Was it yellow shag carpeting? Or gold shag carpeting and gold pews. Go- gold pews that had tears in them and pink stuffing. And it was, it was wonderful, right? The ceiling was as blue as the walls. So you look kind of like you're out in space. It wasn't a tiered thing that had, there was an organ pit right here. Of course, being charismatic Christians, we replaced that with a subwoofer the size of an organ, you know, so you could actually feel the worship, right? And then we had to tear this up for our worship team. All these acoustic panels, we had to do it. But see, to do all that, we had to, first of all, we had to tear everything out. And that's what we're talking about. Satan has been working on you your whole life, working on your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents, for the purpose of of creating thought processes that are contrary to the Word of God. So, what we must do is we must position ourselves where we choose to renew our mind, to renovate our mind, because we have to think in line with God's Word which is much higher and it's so many times it's exactly opposite. Do you want to be successful in life and be first in whatever you do? Well, you got to be last. You want to increase financially? You got to give. In the world you got to keep, but no in the kingdom you got to give. Right? Do you want to really experience life? No problem, you just got to die. It's it's see what God does when your thinking is renovated, he comes into your life and he turns it right side up. He doesn't turn it upside down because it's already upside down. Does that make sense? And you, when you got born again, you became brand new on the inside. So now though, the control center of your life is your soulish realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Well, there is only one thing on planet Earth that will bring wholeness to your mind to your will, and to your emotions. There's only one thing, and that's when you implant the Word of God in your heart. It brings salvation to your soulish realm. It's the only thing. So we have the ability now to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, and He will lead us into all truth and bring revelation knowledge of His Word. We, we, we don't have the ability to understand Or I should say this, to understand and see anything in the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit, if we'll just hunger after the Lord, He will be able, we're positioned there where He could unveil and reveal the Word of God to us so that we can see it. Because you and I have been created in the image of God. We've been created to say what we see and to go where we see. So this is why it's so important. You know, why do we have worship before we have the Word? Because vain imaginations are thought processes in your mind that are contrary, cause you to think contrary to what the Word says. You'll start to think that you're a loser and you need to do something to be successful instead of realizing that I'm already prosperous, I'm already a success in God, and now because of that, all this other junk has to yield itself to me because of who I am in Christ. See, vain imaginations will literally cause you to be able to miss what God has. Well, we're going to see from the Word of God one way to take care of a vain imagination is when you give glory to God. So what we do, and and you're thankful. So what we do in worship, if you'll notice, we come in and it's a time that we've set aside corporately where we're, okay, this is a time that we've set aside to give God glory and to thank him. Why? See, as we do that, now what happens is now we're preparing our heart to now receive the word of God. Do you notice how easy it is to lay hold of stuff here? I mean, I could tell you this, it's easy to preach. Nick is so excited to come Sunday, Pastor Nick and Esther, because he, he's just ready to bring the word. He's got a message that's just burning in his heart, so that it's just going to be awesome. So turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12 in verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I would encourage you to take notes. I would encourage you, there's something about when you are literally, when you're hearing something and you look these scriptures up in your Bible and you mark them and you take notes, there's something about that that will help get it down in your heart. And then what you can do is then you go home and you get on the app and and listen to that message again. It's really cool because you could shut me up at will. You know, because you'll be listening and, and you could have your notes, and then you could start filling them out. And, you know, stuff you might have missed. Don't worry about missing stuff tonight. So much more here is caught than it's taught. And you'll see that when you, when you take these messages. They're designed to build strength in you and to equip you to go do the ministry God's called you to do. Whether within these walls and mostly outside of these walls. So they're designed to build strength in you. And what happens is as you're listening to it again and writing down notes, you'll have to stop things because you'll have to stop the tape, or I guess it's the the MP3. I I just dated myself, cassette tapes. But you just stop that, and then God will give you other scriptures. and And all of a sudden, by the end of listening to the series, you have a set of notes that you could disciple people with. And the reason why you can is because now they're yours. They're yours. Remember, we're Christians. Everything is out of the overflow for us. I can't give anything that I don't have. I can't take anybody anywhere that I have not been. Right? So let's look at this. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We know in the Greek language, it literally would read more accurately your spiritual worship. Notice God doesn't present your body. You must. He won't ever make you do something. It has to be your choice. So Paul is saying, step number one, guys, if you want, to, if you want your life transformed and, and if you want to walk out God's will for your life, you have to present your body. You have to take this flesh and put it on that altar. And it's a living sacrifice. The reason why you know it's alive is because it hurts. It's not fun. That thing's constantly trying to crawl off the altar, right? Right? Paul said, I have to beat my flesh black and blue constantly. It has the the satanic nature in it. Pride, selfishness, and you want to present that to God. You have to throw it on that altar. What I mean by that is you have to tell it what we're going to say and what we're going to do, where we're going to go and where we're not going to go. And then he says this in verse 2, and be not conformed to this world... Don't be pressed into the mold of this world. What what happens when you're pressed into the mold of the world, you will think like somebody or act just like somebody who 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 is not born again, who does not know God. You'll be fearful when you don't have a spirit of fear. You'll have a poverty and lack mentality and you'll be so afraid and what happens is There's only one reason. You're being pressed into the mold of the world. Paul says, good news, you don't have to be. It says here, and be not conformed. See, you need to see as a child of God, you're in control. Oh, the world system will try to press you. But I'm telling you, I I don't care if it looks in the natural like an income stream is going to dry up. When you have a renewed mind and your thinking is in line with the word of God, you're just like, listen, God makes a way where there is no way. There's something better for me. Right? And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. How? By the renewing or the renovation of your mind. Why do we do that? That you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Notice three adjectives that are showing us the will, not the wills of God, the will of God. The path that God has for you is good, acceptable, and perfect. But in order for you to know that, you're going to you're gonna have to tell your body, hey, we're living a certain way. We're not doing this. We're not going here. We're not saying this. We're not feeling this. My emotions, you calm down. Fear, body, emotions, calm down. We're not at fear. I have no spirit of fear, right? So I got to do that, and then I've got to do what? I got to renew my mind with the Word of God. This word renovate or renewing your mind, it means to renovate by what? By replacing, replenishing, and refilling your mind with something. Well, what do you do? I replace doubt and unbelief with the word of God which produces faith. Right? And then I'm constantly replenishing that. It's a con- See, the renewing of your mind is not an event. It's a constant thing. My mind is being renewed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Even when my body's asleep, God is speaking to my spirit about the word and the word is just going over and over in my heart. That's how come comes sometimes. Jen will say, I'm preaching in my sleep. Right? And sometimes it's so real. It's so real. I'll wake up and I'm just like this. And I'm like, wow. And, and God will be talking to me. Why? Because I, I, I've chosen this. It's not that I'm anything. We're all wired for this. You are made. Your spirit man is made to dominate your flesh and to renovate your mind. To position yourself so that the Holy Spirit can bring revelation of the Word of God and the Word of God goes in and it pulls out all that junk and replaces it with godly thought processes. And we do that that you may what prove. This literally this word prove literally means to discern and identify. That's, that's a Holy Spirit word. See, as I renovate my thinking with the word of God, I am now able to discern. That means I can see and I could know and I could identify identify his good, his acceptable and his perfect will of God for my life. If I don't present my body, if I allow all this junk, sin, and, and the sin that so easily besets me, and burdens, and all this other stuff, if I don't do that, I'm going to, see, There, if you look at this verse, there is no middle ground. I'm either being, what? Pressed into the mold of the world, or I'm being transformed into the image of Jesus. There is no middle ground. See, there's people on this earth that feel like, okay, I don't want God because I want to live my own life. Do you know there's not one person on this planet that is living their own life and under the influence of themselves? There's not one, unless God's a liar. He said everybody is locked in to living under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, Satan. Satan. So so here's the deal. If if you're either a child of God, pressing into him, or you're living in spiritual death. This is why God says, listen, guys, I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. He tells us the answer, and he'll help us with that. In the New Living Translation of verse 2, it says it really well. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. You change into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. We call this process the renewing of the mind. What is it? It's a process where you adopt an entirely new way of thinking, an entirely new system of values, an entirely new way of looking at life from the Word of God's perspective. You You have to embrace that. See, that goes beyond, you've heard me say this before, this goes beyond positive thinking. God wants you to think unlimited. Unlimited. Which means it's never over. If you're given a diagnosis where you've got five minutes to live, you can smile. Because it's not over. Right? I mean, this is the thing. This is what we have to do. Because, Because the world will press you into its mold. It'll limit you. And you are in Christ in a position of limitlessness. This process of renewing your mind releases supernatural transformation that God desires for your life. He wants you to go places that right now you can't even see, but He'll make it happen. You don't have to make it happen, He'll make it happen. So here's our part. You must decide to start this ongoing process. Step number one, I am putting the word of God first in my life. God, you are first. Jesus, you are my Lord. My life is not my own. And I'm going to get over myself and stop feeling sorry for myself. And I'm going to stop, stop walking, standing, and sitting in the wrong places, hearing the wrong things from the wrong people. And, I'm, and, and the main one, you got to stop walking, standing, and sitting in the presence of is you. Listening to that self-talk. You're nothing. You're worthless. You can't do this. This has never worked. you got to shut that up. you got to make a decision. I believe God, and, and, I, and I don't go by my feelings. And I'm no longer going to beat myself up for sin because that, G, God the Father already condemned my sin in Christ. I'm dead to it, and now I'm freed to live. I've been born again to live for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The ongoing process of renewing your mind, it comes from two sources. It comes from the word of God and it comes from the Holy Spirit speaking to you. And guess what the Holy Spirit will speak to you? The word of God. All roads lead back to the word of God because God's word is how we know him and salvation is knowing him. Isn't that cool? That's what it's all about. The renewing of your mind, you have to know this, it has to do everything with your will. It's it's your will. So nobody can make this choice for you. You have to just decide. Here's the cool thing. You don't have to know how to do it. Because you have a guide. The Holy Spirit will get it over to you. Your job is just be willing and obedient. And and don't worry about falling, because you're a New Testament believer. He'll keep you from falling. Now, sometimes you might think you fell. But, oh, if you'll just believe the word of God, which says he'll keep you from falling and he'll present you in his presence right now in your life today in fullness of joy, that he always causes you to triumph. He always leaves a fragrance wherever you go of the knowledge of God. It's wonderful. I love, I just love that about God. So, it has to do with your will. Let's just make a statement with this. The exercise of your will determines whether or not you will submit yourself to God. According to James 4, 7, it says here, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But it's your will that will determine. Am I going to believe what I'm seeing? Am I going to believe what I'm feeling? Am I going to be- feel sorry for myself? Am I going to, you know, and, and, and listen, guys, people go through some tough things. But I'm talking to you about how to get out of it. Faith does not work with a whine in your voice. It doesn't work. Right? There's no such thing with faith with a whine in your voice. And the only reason why your voice is whining is because you're not looking at Jesus. You're looking at your circumstances, which is like throwing gasoline on that fire. God is saying, look away from those circumstances. I've redeemed you out of them. Right? Cast the See, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. But, if you don't Submit yourself to God. You could say, devil, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. And he'll laugh. He'll laugh and go, you're living for yourself. There's no, there, you don't even believe what you're saying. You're like a little parrot saying, twinkle, twinkle, little star. But oh, when you stand up and your life is submitted to God, and you're like, listen, I'm living this way. I live for Him. I trust Him for everything. He's my strength. He's my victory. I don't know how to do this stuff. Who cares? He leads me and He guides me. His word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. You just hide and watch. I'm gonna, I'll walk it all out in my life. And it won't be because of me. It'll be because of Him. It's awesome. If you don't make an effort to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, you're going to be conformed to the image of this world. Living this weak, self-centered thing that only produces death, fearful, subject to the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying from you when you don't have to. This is why we need each other, guys. You need people in your life that you could call up and go, man, you know, Jeanette, please, I, I need you to just tell me how healed I am, how much, how victorious I am, how much of a world overcomer I am, right? You need people in your life like that. You change into a whole new person by changing the way that you think. Now remember, you don't have to change how you think. The word of God will do the work. It will change how you think. Does that make sense? Your part, I'm going to tell my flesh to shut up and I'm going to present it as a living, holy sacrifice. And I'm going to make a decision that I don't want to be conformed to this world. I might not even know what that means. Doesn't matter. I'm making a decision. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And when I make that decision, now, all of a sudden, the word will go to work for me it'll help me start thinking in line with God's word. It'll help me it'll help me think in line with God's word because thoughts shape you. You know, you've heard me say this, right? I mean, it's hilarious. There are certain people in this church that just they they play with this, don't they? They imitate their pastor. This bottle is like a word and it contains the water is like the thoughts, right? And they shape you and then they pour the water on the carpet, right? (laughs) But you know what? That's absolutely true. God's words contain his thoughts and his thoughts will shape and mold you into the man and woman of God the world overcomer, the one who dominates life, the one who looks just like Jesus, it'll shape you into it. You don't have to. Don't try to change. Let the word change you. The Bible says right here in Romans 12 too, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? And we know the renewing of our mind. There's only one thing that does it. It's the word of God words contain thoughts when you change the way that you think then and only then now have you stepped into a position where you can identify the will of god for your life if you don't do this you'll you'll buy counterfeits satan will throw counterfeits at you you'll think this is god when it's not but you can't be fooled when you're renewing your mind because the word will expose everything. It'll expose everything. It, all of a sudden now, you'll have this business deal or, or this one job, man, they're promising you everything and it looks perfect. And what you don't know is three months after this, they're going to close that down because they're restructuring things. And God, the, the Holy Spirit will reveal and go, nope, that's not it. Take this position over here. See, you'll know. The, see, when you change the way that you think and you start to identify God's will for your life, then and only then, now you're in a position to realize and fulfill the high call of God on your life. It's not just a call. It's a very high call. God has called you. You're so very special. The God of heaven he foreordained that you would live at the end of this age in a country where you would have freedom and have access to all the revelation knowledge that's come from hundreds and hundreds, actually thousands of years of revelation and study of people. We could have it literally at our fingertips and live in a, cult, in a, in a country where we can go all over the world. Right now, we're sitting in Omaha, Nebraska at Faith Family Church and there are people watching and and listening and there's pastors taking notes all over the world and they're going to go teach this. And God chose you to live right now to be part of the biggest revival this world has ever seen and to end the church age. Wow. I think that's amazing. You must replace what the world has programmed you to think with the paradigm of life that God's word gives you and shows you. you got to replace it. What is a paradigm? It's a model. It's an example. God's word, it literally will go in and it'll, it'll rip out what the world's programmed you. Because you might be sitting here going, my educational level's here, so I'm locked into this, or I have a criminal record and I'm locked into this, or I don't know the right people, or you know my family's never had money and I don't have any money, and I don't, you know, I, I don't have the right education, and da 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 da, and the, all these reasons, and it's all baloney. Because the blessing of Abraham will make you rich, the healing power of God will heal your body. So God wants you to change. Allow Him, submit yourself to the Lord and allow His Word to change the way that you think so that you can identify the high call of God for your life. Oh, it's a glorious process. It's a glorious process. God wants you to meditate in His Word so that you can adopt... And understand his thoughts, his way of thinking. See, when you meditate in the word of God now, now you will begin to adopt his way of thinking and use it to replace what the world has taught you. That's how it works. This this is completely, like we said earlier, it's opposite than the way the world thinks. All of a sudden, when you start thinking like God, you have no competition. You don't have to worry about it. Right? You're you're, you're in sales and you're going for a contract against somebody else and you're praying for your competition. Lord, bless them. Because you're not worried about being blessed because you know you already are blessed. Right? And that your path of of the righteous is one of increase. When you go to the doctor, you you don't hear a diagnosis and go, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? No, you walk away going, "Uh, Jesus is my healer. These symptoms have to bow. This tumor has to leave. It has to come in line with the word of God. I don't have to make that happen. No, the word will do it. Romans chapter 8 verse 29 says this. For whom he did foreknow, God foreknew you. He also did predestinate. This word predestinate in the Greek language means he preplanned something for you. What did he pre-plan for you? That you would be conformed into the image of his son. This word conformed means that you would be fashioned into the very image and representation of Jesus. That's God's plan for you. That you and I look exactly like he looked on this earth. Don't beat yourself up for your personality. Your personality came from your father. Your mannerisms, everything about you—it's designed so that you can reach all of your fruit in this earth. And oh, Satan! He'll try to get you up to here with your life. Forget about your life. All the hassles in your life—give them all over to Jesus. He'll fix every one of them. Submit to the Lord that instantly puts you in a position to resist the devil and that, and he'll flee from you every time. Not because of who you are, but because of who you're in. He doesn't want to mess around with God. He doesn't want to mess around with Jesus. Right? He's already done that. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate or preplan to be conformed, to be fashioned like unto the image the very resemblance and representation of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren jesus was the firstborn i don't know what number i am but i'm in there somewhere so are you right second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says this second corinthians 3:18 but we all with an open face. All of us have an open face. That means an unveiled face. Every one of us sitting here and standing here tonight have, that know the Lord have the Holy Spirit of God in our spirit. That veil has been removed. The very spirit of truth, the agent of divine revelation is in you and now you have an unveiled face. But we all with open or unveiled face, beholding as in a glass. It literally means beholding as in a mirror. What do we behold? The glory of the Lord. Let me unpack this a little bit for you. You know what that word glory means in the Greek? It means the thought of the Lord. What is salvation? Knowing him. The Holy Spirit. I'm getting goosebumps because the Lord's been taking me deeper into this. I behold like in a mirror the very thoughts of God. It says here, and when I do that, I'm changed. This is the Greek word metamorpho. That word metamorpho is used in Romans 12:2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be metamorphosed, be transformed. As I peer into the word of God, I'm transformed into the same image from thought to thought. Gives us a picture of the renewing of our minds, doesn't it? See? See how the Bible just flows. Guys, we're living in the greatest time of revelation knowledge. We're just, it's just, it's like low-hanging fruit. I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, we're gaining so much revelation knowledge, you're gonna see it. I mean, We're just going to be changed into his image. And so I'm going to walk around Tony who looks just like Jesus. And it's going to be just like Paul said. I have been and am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live. But it's not I that's living. It's Christ that's living in me. And now this life that I'm living in the flesh, I'm living it by the faith of the Son of God. Think about that. The son of God who said at a tomb of his friend Lazarus, he said, Father, I'm saying this for them because I know you always hear me. Lazarus, come forth. And they rolled the stone away and a guy who had been dead in a desert area for three days who was in a cocoon, literally the power of those words because of his faith in believing what his father told him to do, that body would have lifted up and would have hovered right out of that. And then he said to his disciples, now you guys, you loose them and let them go. Exposing our ministry on the earth. What are you to do? We're to loose them and let them go. Get, what am I doing tonight? Man, we're getting the grave clothes off of us. Amen? Why? To expose the newness of life that we're living in. I love it this is a picture of the renewed mind we're changed into the same image from glory to glory from thought to thought how even as by the spirit of the Lord the Holy Spirit does it well of course he's the agent of divine revelation So as I walk through my life and I'm meditating in the Word, I'm getting getting revelation after revelation after revelation of who He is. And as I get more revelation, I don't even realize it, but I'm changed. And all of a sudden, things that bothered me before don't bother me. Things that I face, I look at them fearless. I look, I I, I walk around not thinking about myself. I walk around and all of a sudden I see somebody and I'm moved with compassion and I lay hands on them and God heals them. Do you see? That's how we live. It's time for us as the children of God to rise up. Why am I teaching on this? Because you need to know you are the healed. All these lying symptoms, man, you have to just stand your ground, plant your body as a living sacrifice and say, I refuse to live in any less than what he has given me. I just won't have it. And we smile and go, well, who do you think you are? Oh, listen, that's the deal, brother. I don't think of who I am. I think about who he is. My I can't even see my life anymore. I see my life in Christ. And that's how I was created to be, little Tony, connected to the God of the universe forever. Whew. Satan, you got to be bummed right now because you'll never stand in his presence and worship him and I'm going to do it for eternity. Man and all I had to do to be made the righteousness of my father was simply believe that Jesus died for my sin. Faith. That's the message. The good news of the gospel is you can be made the righteousness of God, be accepted by God, have an inheritance, and all you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is choose to believe. It's just, like, it's just like Mary, the mother of Jesus, she preached the best sermon of faith, At this wedding in Cana of Galilee, she just looked at the guys and goes, Listen, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because Mary's going, because listen, man, for 30 years I've been watching him. When he says something, it comes to pass. Right? We, as God's children, now you gotta get this based on this scripture. We, as God's children, behold his promises and his privileges as clearly as we can see our own glass in a mirror, our own face in a mirror. You and I have the privilege of being able to look at God's word and and as clearly as when I look in a mirror, I see my face. I look into the word and that easy... I can see the privileges, the promises that I've been given. I can see them. Faith is not blind. Oh, faith sees clearly. You need to know that God is for you. So the foundation of renewing your mind. Go to John chapter 15 verse 7. This is the foundation. This is the root of renewing your mind. Look at John 15, 7. If, notice, I don't like that word if, but it's there. Why? Because you and I have to make the choice. If you abide in me. Notice, God wants you to abide in him. He foreknew you, he preplanned, he did all of it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, that means they live in you, you shall ask, you shall ask whatever you will and it shall be done unto you. Notice it does, it does not say and it shall be done for you. It can't be done for you because it's already been done for you. So now because it's been done for you, it can be done unto you. You get that? This is huge. It's already been done for you. It's yours. But now if you'll just, God's saying, the God of heaven is just going, if you'll live in me and if you'll allow my words to live in you, how do they live in you? They live in your heart and they're coming out of your mouth. That means you're living, your, your heart is not a hotel for the word. You're living in unison now you're completely united with the Word of God. So this is what it looks like. Jesus is what? We're the branch, he's the vine. If I abide in him and his word abides in me, I will ask whatever I will. This word ask is real interesting. It doesn't mean, Jesus, will you give this to me? No. It means, the word ask means I will call for, I will make a demand for and I will require whatever I will and he'll do it for me. Because guys, my will, because I'm abiding in him and his word's abiding in me, my will is like this with his will. Do you see that? A lot of Christians out there, they're asking God to do stuff that's not his will. But you don't have to live that way. So here's the deal this fan is like a Christian. And, and the purpose of a Christian is to, it's like this fan, the purpose of this fan is to blow air. But do you notice how little air is being blown from this fan right now? And we would sit here and go, well, of course, pastor, it's not, it's not, um, it's not abiding It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in to the source. But if I plug it into the source, now the fan does exactly what it is purposed and designed to do, but it couldn't do what it was designed to do if it wasn't plugged into the source. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you as a Christian decide to unhook, look at, see how it still blows a little air for a little while? That's that's where you've unhooked yourself, and now you're trying to do it yourself. But eventually, everything's revealed that there really wasn't anything behind it. But now the cool thing is, if you mess up and you unhook yourself, you could just... hook hook yourself back up and you start doing it again. So this is a Christian who's abiding in God and his word's abiding in him. The word is creating the power so that the fan can be who he is. God gives you the power to be who he's created you to be. This fan was created with a divine purpose to blow air. You are created to do what? To be fashioned like unto the very image, the very representation of Jesus. But you can't be if you do that. Does that make sense? You, so so if, you, if you get up in the morning and you do this, right? You do this, and great. I'm reading my chapter in my Bible today. But, but if, if you're a hearer of the word, what will you do? You will look away from the word, and now you'll go your own way. So it's very important you have to stay hooked up. All the time. Do you see that? So if your life is a mess, Satan will try to get you to beat yourself up. But could you imagine if this fan was a living being and this fan chose to be like this and started beating itself up? Man, I never do anything right. I can't blow air. You know, I know all these other fans that blow air, but I can't. You'd be like, brother, just plug yourself in. People come to pastors and go, Pastor, I need 900 hours of your time. I, I, I need you to help me because my life is over. And, and you're like, you're not plugged in. So I could spend 900 hours with you and be in disobedience because I'm not helping you. To be honest with you, I am actually would be teaching you that God's not real because you'd walk away and your life's still not working and go, oh gosh, I guess God's not really. I I tried that healing stuff. Does that make sense? So why am I saying this to you? You have to get people. Because see, here's the thing about Christians. (laughs) Unlike a fan, when you minister to people, you have to just get people to be willing to do that. So think about that. Oh, I, I, you know, I'd come to church, but man, I'm just, you know, I'm so tired on a Sunday. Church is at 10 o'clock. I'm I'm so tired. And have you noticed how hard you've been working out? You know, oh, are, have you, are you seeing those dumbbells? Aren't you supposed to be lifting dumbbells while you're listening? No, 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 you're sitting there, right? In a nice air-conditioned building, thanks to Pastor Dave. Right? No, see, but if you're not willing to plug yourself in, then nobody can help you. Does that make sense? And, and, the, and you could whine forever, and it still wouldn't help you. Boy, get a picture of that. We, the Weiss translation of John 15, 7 says this, If you maintain a living communion with me, and my words are at home in you, then I will command you to ask at once something for yourself, whatever your heart desires, and it shall become yours. See, why? Because now your your desires are being generated by the Holy Spirit. See, this verse reveals that we are to renew our minds. Right? It says, if you abide in me. Abide involves what we do with our mind. Abiding involves being consciously aware of the indwelling presence of God in your life. When I choose to abide, when I choose to bring my mind to where I only allow certain thoughts, I only allow the word of God, then I will start abiding. And now I will start being consciously aware of his presence in my life. That whatever I face, I'm constantly consciously aware that the greater one is in me that the greater one is with me, that God will never leave me. So wherever I go, I am never alone and I am never lacking power because his power is in me and with me always. But if I don't abide, if I don't choose to think on the word of God, if I choose to think according to my feelings and according to my flesh, I will not be abiding. I won't be conscious of the God of heaven dwelling, indwelling me. And I'll just be a carnal Christian. Flesh ruled, dominated by the enemy, when all the time I have the victory. You must continually refill and replenish your conscious awareness, right, of his presence in your life. You abide in him by increasing your awareness of his indwelling presence in your life. That he never leaves you, that he never forsakes you, and that he's greater than anything you'll ever face. This is what we're talking about. This is is what happens in the renewed mind. You think all the time, God's with me. He's with me. He's for me. He's behind me. He's in front of me. He's all around me. Nothing can defeat me because I'm in him. That's what happens. We're the temple of the living God. 1 Corinthians six nineteen says it. Don't turn there. We'll just close with this. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God and you are not your own? You and I are living temples of his presence and now, as living temples of his presence, we're to reveal him to the world. Everything he does for you, everything he does in you, you, everything about your life is to leave a fragrance of the knowledge of God and that fragrance is, I love you. What I did for this guy or this lady, I'll do it for you. That's the way it is. Amen?